Right, so I'm talking to Che Boyan, who is, has many titles. You may know an app called MD Link. It is a wonderful, wonderful app. And this gentleman, although I don't know him well, I've been familiar with him, and he has a positive spirit, and I don't really like his ethic and what he has done uh, generally with this wonderful app. And uh, let's just say his work preceded him. Because I've heard of him through all mutual friend there, Che. So okay. I I want to get into a few things with you. And uh, I think I had mentioned this in our pre-message, uh, preparatory messaging prior to this talk. And how how did you get, if you can give me the broad strokes, what interested you, how you got into medicine, uh, where you train and that kind of thing. And then we can go from there. So, okay, sure. Thanks for interviewing me or having me on your on your podcast on your talk. Um, I'm Doctor Che Bowen, as he said, and I am actually from Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. I came to Jamaica at age eighteen and fell in love with the nation, and somehow I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> um. I went straight into med school at 18 and uh, how did I get into medicine? I mean, as a, as a child, medicine was the, the only job I could even consider looking at. There was no other possibility in my radar that would make sense to me. So it, it was natural i like the sciences as well i like biology so i headed straight for medicine in the back of my mind i was like okay the world is changing i knew i was creative and i told myself all right when you specialize you become an an entrepreneur and that's the premise i always had when i entered med school become a specialist and uh, then go into, you know, entrepreneurism, entrepreneurship, sorry. So I noticed that you and our friend had told me as well that you had done, after you had done, basically you had done some family medicine and then you did some aesthetics as cosmetic work. That, Correct. That was something that you were interested in. So the question becomes, why not just go into plastics full or? Right, that's a, a good question. Um, I I lived on Irving Hall during mm-hmm. med school. That's how I, I met our mutual colleague, doctor yes. colleague. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, after that, I worked at University Hospital. I worked at Kingston Public Hospital and... I love surgery. I really wanted to get into either orthopedics or plastic surgery. Um, I did face some challenges getting into any program in Jamaica. Uh, I think one of the reasons I would say is the spots are very limited and being a Trinidadian doesn't help you much. Right. So, so you're, you're being very diplomatic here. So I like, I like, <laughs> I like why you put it this very gingerly. It, uh, for everybody listening, it is extremely difficult. You have got, I, listen, it's unfortunately it's just the way it is. You, it, a little bit of luck. And as you can imagine, it's, it's mm-hmm. insanely more difficult now. Yes. yes. Incredibly. Yes. So what is Exactly. I think what you're referring to is the fact that even all those jobs that the guys used to try and get abroad it's it's i would say it's become more difficult i'm talking about the u.s now which is a lot of uh, the place where a lot of our colleagues would look to would you say correct and even when you do well on in these you have some entrance exams which i don't want to bore people the general public correct they are challenging um they are indeed more challenging than the caribbean exams per se and uh, i would go on to say that indeed that was my next move i couldn't right. specialize in jamaica yeah. so i would specialize in the united states at the yeah. time i 
mother was over there, so you know, I just went up there and studied and did yeah. the exams. Okay. Um, passed a few, failed a few. I can't see. fail any, so that was a fail. Uh, and um, so I had to figure out another way to specialize because, as a doctor, that is what most doctors see as growth. So, um, and I couldn't convince myself that there was any other way as a doctor. That's what we tell ourselves. But in the back of my head, I knew that I had other skills. For instance, during med school, we had the biggest med law social and we had the biggest medical party. So I got all the medical students, all the young doctors, young lawyers, all the legal students to come out and pay to come to my event. And they loved it. Um, And I went straight into what Jamaicans call party promoting. Yes. You can call it event planning. Yes. Or event management even. And... uh, I loved it. I put out a lot of events to the general public, to the Jamaican public, and they loved it. Those were, I was successful in that arena, but I knew I had to specialize. So this was just on the side because as a doctor, you know, <laughs> you know, you have to stick to medicine or else. And that's how I believe Definitely most doctors from my generation and before were raised. Um, I'm the only doctor in my family. No one else has ventured in this direction. What did I do next? After internship at KPH, the first thing I bought was a Cadillac hearse. So I maxed all my credit cards on a Cadillac hearse. I might, I might be digressing, but you no, 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 no. <laughs> this is very interesting. I, so I noticed that while working 24 7, 28 7 at, at Kingston Public yes, Hospital, exactly, um, <laughs> a lot of people were dying. Yes. So I saw that as a, a viable opportunity. And on the weekends, I would drive bodies down to Dovecot. Mm. And eventually, I got a driver. But I didn't really like that industry, so I didn't continue pushing it forward. It did do well. I should have bought a Cadillac Escalade, not the car. So lesson learned. Um, And the reason for that is the type of funerals or the... Because that is a whole... Americans love hype. Exactly. So there's that. They pay for it. Exactly. The bigger, the better. Um, <clears throat> I learned that from my events as well, of course. Um, what but, else did I do? Stop a sec, Chad. The, the, what, what were the names of your events? Because I guess some of us would know. Or maybe um, you held them? or No, this was after you. I was a doctor right. at the time. It would have been... So I was doing internship SHO and throwing parties yes. to the general public. And... Uh, a few of the parties we 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 helped um restart or re- revive the carnival in Jamaica oh. as a trini that was nice mm. and we had we had um dusk and that was on the Monday and we started the carnival week. We mm. also had Cabana City, which was more of an upscale dress up, you mm. know, all inclusive mm. event. I know and these events, I know them. Nice, yeah, nice, people nice. like them, yes. <laughs> I'm not big on carnival, but I know, I know, I <laughs> know, no, I've definitely, people definitely tell me about them. Say, you have to go this thing. I said, boy, I can't reach that one, but <laughs> you can't tell me about it. Right, right, right. And what did we do? We had another one called Weekender, which we should bring back shortly. COVID, of course, would have shut all of this excitement mm-hmm. down. So your foot still won, because this is not too long ago, so your foot kind of one foot in it still. Yeah, one foot so, in it. We'll see how the, the year pull, pulls through. Um, I mean, I'm I'm older now, but yes. it's still a... It's still fun, and yes. it's a, a revenue generator, so 
it's not that stressful to put together mm-hmm. and it's good networking value. Yeah. In fact, I would say that being an event promoter is why I was able to get MD Link off the ground. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of other persons may have tried to enter the space and were not as successful. So I, I built a really large, strong network through these events in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I mean... yes, I was doing all of this while trying to... Well, I did put it on pause, but again, I knew I had to specialize. So after failing the American exams, I went back to Jamaica for a bit. Yes. Um, and then I realized, I mean, with, with my financial mind, I realized that Jamaican doctors are the most underpaid doctors in the entire region, yes. possibly the world. Yes, you can make Where an argument. It, well, it, you, you have it, 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 I guess, for the economy, because uh, you hear some s- stories about surgeons in the cardiac surgeons in Cuba, because you know, some of all the people that you'd encounter. I mean, not say people you would encounter at KPH or, or Cuban train, and they would say, well, the, the surgeon rides a bicycle. Correct, so correct. I, because I would, of the economy, indeed. Exactly. So you, but I, I, I second that point, it's, it could be much better. That's, that's the, the, your thesis with that. So I, yeah. I agree with you. So you looked at it and decided that the Jamaica thing would be a challenge. Correct, correct. One of the good things about living in being born in Trinidad, living in Barbados, spending a few years in St. Lucia and living in Jamaica. It allowed me to build a strong Caribbean network as well. And I was able to reach out to one of my friends in the British Virgin Islands. And I got a job over there. So I went over there. They paid in US dollars. They paid just like America. So I would have been a well-paid general practitioner and I left Jamaica. I went over there for a few years, worked in the leading private hospital, Bougainvillea Clinic. Of course, it's a small place. I was able to build a strong network there as well, which ties back into the growth of the MD-Link company. Um, So, I mean, the BVI, beautiful place yes beautiful beaches jamaica has nice beaches but not like the british virgin islands um but it's small and you know everyone and how often can you go to the beach every day you have to see it every day but how often will you go to it you know you get a little bit bored and i started to miss jamaica and my parties and my network and the 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 culture and the the vibes that jamaica brings to life in general um and so i started thinking about an escape plan more or less and I thought and thought and thought and thought and thought. I wanted to merge my entrepreneurship skills with medicine. Why not, you know? And just, and, just to stop you there, you, you had done some aesthetics. Uh, I did. You, in, in yeah, the, while they while were there. The, I think they have this course that you can do. You did one of those, I suppose. Or the guys, you just learned by doing it? Or Um... What I realized is that most of the finances in medicine is generated from procedures. And I really loved, again, plastic surgery and orthopedics. I worked in the departments um, and I was comfortable cutting skin and maneuvering needles. Um, very confident, I would say. So what I did, uh, I mean, I, again, I was in the British Virgin Islands. That's a high tourist area. Mm. That's um, 
I was at the premier hospital. Um, you know, you have Caucasians flying in every single day just to get their Botox done, just to get their fillers done. And I said, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do a course. I did a, a laser training course. I, I followed some plastic surgeons as well, got some hands-on experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I started doing minor or minimally invasive cosmetic procedures. Nothing below the fascia. Yes, and it, I, I don't know if you know about this, Chai, but some of what the some of what the how to put this some of what some of some of the procedures that are done should not be done by some people in my opinion. Uh Correct. But, you know what you what you do there, that sounds fair to me based on your background. I agree. And, I agree from the point of view that if you're going past the fascia, you should be a trained general surgeon um, to save that abdomen. If anything went wrong, you can keep the patient alive. From the point of view of aesthetics and cosmetics and superficial surgeries, um, mm-hmm. it come, to me, it comes down to are you an artist or not? If you're not an artist, you can, you won't be a great cosmetic plastic surgeon. It's not possible oh. because it's art, you know? Oh, I see. It's okay. art. Gotcha. So if I say that to say a monkey can, mm. once you train them, they can do the art. They're not going to do any damage, just do the art. Oh. That was my view. Play it safe um, and in the the zones that I was comfortable in. Again, I would have done a lot of medical officer work in surgery. Yeah. And I was comfortable in that arena. And the procedures I did, again, minimally invasive, but high cost. Yeah. And the clientele I served did not hesitate to pay the cost. So yeah. it was a viable set up in the British Virgin Islands yeah, for I, sure. And, and I would say that actually was part of what put the idea into my head because I started thinking, wow, I only see tourists, you know, I only see Caucasians and yeah. they're flying in just for this. What about medical tourism? Yeah. Started thinking, how can I get medical tourism as a business? So I can go back to Jamaica. Couldn't think of anything. I realized that I was still treating all my patients in Jamaica and my friends in Jamaica on WhatsApp mm. um, while in the BVI. Mm. And I thought, what if they? What if I could get paid for this? You know, mm. um, what if there was a formal structure, a secure structure to allow persons to communicate on the phone and get treated on the phone in the BVI there are so many islands and so many islands where people live without healthcare what if they could get it from their phone and just speak to a doctor on the main island but in the BVI you can't do anything on your own it limits you from the point of view that if you are not from that island you can't do anything you can't open a business um you can only get paid for your brain power but they don't want you really messing with their island or their financial district even if if a woman if a man marries a bvi woman he does not become an islander or bvi resident that's how strict it is in, yeah. in how they protect their island. I had a good friend from that really, well, you'd have to say she grew up there. And to echo your point, she was, she, I don't think she ever got citizenship. She ended up, she's now in Canada. Yeah. She came to Jamaica eventually to do some medicine, then she's now in Canada. So, and, it's a little tricky. Yes, it's so a, I knew for sure that. 
it was it was a cool idea, but there's no way I would try it in the BVI. But I could try it in Jamaica. So this, and, is, this is the exit plan we're talking about now. Yes, this is the exit plan. And the more I thought of it, thought on it, the more it made sense. Why not just message your doctor and tell them, hey, you know, it burns when I pee again. I've gotten antibiotics before for it. This is the one that works. I know this because this is my third year of infection. Yeah. Um, my blood pressure medication. I just need a refill. It's been good for the past six months, doc. Um, everything is perfect. Um, you know, those sort of things. My, I need a, a pain, pain medication for a, a cramp in my leg or menstrual cramp, contraceptive pills. I have a rash on my hand. And it all made sense. Just send a picture, you know. Mm. That's that's what they, they have been doing all the time. Um, all the doctors, you know, you discuss a case, a surgery case over the phone. That's telemedicine. So I knew it was possible. I just knew it hadn't been done. And this was back in 2017 where yes. not even America knew about it. Yes. Um. I got it. I contacted a Jamaican friend yes. again from my events network. He got into he went into software development at good time, you know, the world was changing. Yes. And I was like, hey, you think you could do this for me? I'm sure he didn't know what I was talking about when he started, but he had to say yes. He was new in the game and this was an opportunity. So he said yes. We worked on it. Um, I paid him all the way, and we got a what we call a minimal viable product off the ground. Yes. And I, you know, I, I was good with with marketing from events. I was mm -hmm. good with social media, and I had influencers to promote my party. So I did the same thing. Yes. Um. Started. I was accustomed running, you know, Instagram ads for my parties. Yeah. I did it for this, and I got my few, my first few patients, yeah. and I started seeing my patients, you know, in office, and it was exciting. Mm. It was exciting, and I would see about two patients a day. That was a huge deal. <laughs> two patients on the internet, and they get treated fully. They're happy at home with their medication. <laughs> that uh, I was mind blown. I can like, imagine. Wow. <laughs> this, this was when I met your colleague. He was telling me that you're trying to get this thing off the ground. And I said, well, it's a wonderful idea. And tobacco. Yeah, so yeah. The challenging part was who, how am I going to get another doctor to try this madness? <laughs> who can I ask? There is no doctor. Any doctor I ask would laugh at me to scorn. So I had to ask my friends, my close doctor friends and i was like yeah. hey you can help me out with this please <laughs> like wow you're crazy but okay cool <laughs> sure um i got two more doctors on board and they were specialists so i to, could to back up to back up their chair just so question mm -hmm. here the the minimum viable product that you mentioned it was mm -hmm. the both uh, the, you got the app in their apps it was a website first in 2017. Oh, it was yeah. a website at this point. Okay. All right. Correct. The apps took a longer time to develop. Yeah. Yeah. And developers were new. So, so they, they so were the learning website. as well. They are much better now. And, you know, they, they have been able to use my product to show how good they are. Yes. And I think to this date, my project or my product begins remains the, the most sophisticated and largest development they have done. And we have so much more to do with it. So gotcha. it's exciting. Gotcha. So you said you got you got a few of uh, the guys to come on with you with it. Correct. Um, um, so bubbling on, this was when, like 2018 original or? Right. So 2018. Okay, took, I, I took the fella a few months. Uh, to build it, I suppose, or correct. Yes. Okay. It took hmm, maybe six to nine months. Wow. That's what it feels like. But I also launched before everything was also 
perfect, I would say. Um, in 2018, I realized that this was actually working and I decided to register the company. And uh, I actually, I used to fly to Jamaica a lot, you know, talk to, try to make partnerships, you know, whether it be insurance, whether it be pharmacy council, e-prescriptions, all of that. Because at this um, time you were still in BVI going back on. Correct. Gotcha. And, and it's really expensive to travel inter-island. Yes. Yes. It's cheaper to go to America. To specific, but, specifically for BVI, though, I think you have to go to the States or to come to Jamaica. Is that it? You can or? fly through the islands, but oh. I know big island people don't know about small island life. So y'all not y'all don't know how the Eastern Caribbean. No, it, you know, what? Like. I'll tell you a story. Which uh, uh-huh. this is no nothing negative. It's just something real. My wife's one of our best friends from uh, medical school, and she and I think she knew actually before. Anyway, long story short, she got a job in BVI. I think it was a small one of the smaller islands, and she was telling us that there isn't there's they don't have a supermarket. So I was laughing. I said, no, they must have a supermarket. I said, no, there is not. There are some smaller shops. Yeah. And there the and so what she so said, that's neither here nor there for her. But where it becomes a concern or interesting at least is that bread only comes once a week. So if you like bread, you're going to <laughs> no, it, it, and that was a real thing she had to deal with. Correct. Like, where, where does the bread lo- come in? You know, a lot of people even me, I didn't understand small island life until I went to a, a really small island. Trinidad wasn't small. I used to think it was small, but when I went to a really small island, I understand what not having an international airport is like, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I understood what international airport meant yeah. when I went to the BVI. <laughs> so this, to follow up that story, her daughter grew up there. I think she was born... I'm not sure. Could be the States. Anyway, long and short, the daughter grew up there and eventually they went to the States. And when she saw the supermarket, she freaked out. She was so <laughs> impressed. She <laughs> was just like, look at this place. It's a, it's a very interesting thing. Lord. But anyway, so you're saying that you, you go and you're going to and I'll from... fly back and forth and try to make as much progress as I could in a short space of time, as well as maybe keep an event or two. I had partners, of course, which made it possible for the events. Um, that being said, in 2018, I made a decision to have a full-out launch, you know, get media coverage, Spanish Court Hotel, yeah. and, you know, make this thing official. MD Link is here. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it went, it went great. I got support from a few more of my medical colleagues. Um, even if they weren't using the platform, they were there supporting. And uh, yeah, I, I got it off the ground and, and it started moving forward. Started promoting, started using my network and I got the traction going. Um, so at this point, which... Uh... I'm not fast in the business, but uh, was profit you seen any profit at this point or still could be better, um, still just looking for the profit, still just aiming because profit I noticed... is a profit is a funny is a funny word. I mean was it profitable? At what point did it become actually profitable? Yes. I mean at what point did it pay off all the investment right. and such, I would say maybe towards the end of middle of 2018. Gotcha. But for me, I looked at it as one, I was working for free because I was the, the, the bottle washer. I was the janitor. I was the head cook. <laughs> I was everything, you know? Yes. yes exactly. Um, and, uh, um, what was I saying? Sorry. No, right. We're we're just talking about the. I was just asking about the profitability. Right. So you're uh, saying that right. as to opposed me, that. To me, it seemed like it was always profitable from day one. 
I mean, yes, I had to build the platform. That was an expense that I knew had to be paid. But if I took out that expense of yeah. building the platform, yeah. yeah, every every appointment would have been profit because I didn't have much overheads outside of building a platform. Um, doctors get their cut. The platform gets it cut. And yeah, I just had to keep pushing i mean i was the i was working for free i was managing the the platform so i don't i don't need to get paid i have my job and as long as this thing can keep moving forward get more appointments i was happy so to me it seemed like it was always profitable but from a financial perspective it would have probably only got profitable down to the end of 2018 Oh, the end of beginning of 2019 so even at that time to tell people what happens i believe on all end the doctors have to sign up and Correct. credentials and the patients and i suppose the doctors would set their rate whatever they want correct and then there's a split that occurs somewhere in there correct uh, that yeah. okay so that the app has to get this their split but the that is how it started. That is what it is now. Yes. That may not be how it will be going forward. We have a lot more transitioning to do, including, you know, like subscription yes. and, and, and that sort of thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the way how these, all of these <sighs> digital applications are working now, the, your, the subscription model seems to be more commonplace i was going to say better but well, some of the things i really i don't mind it i i pay for spotify for example i i like it <laughs> i i don't yeah. like so so spotify is that music one chain i know you know anyone listening to this <clears throat> it's a music and if you don't pay for it you can't skip around and stuff like that and it annoys me so i pay Correct. some nominal fee uh, for the convenience of, of basically being able to listen to anything I want. And I suspect... At any time, correct. I suspect if you incentivize so do people. I. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with your... I'm sure you're going to have all of that in the works as well. Yes, that's um, what I would be looking at. Excellent. That's what I would be looking at indeed. So it it seems as if, in my estimation, I, I was aware because of of our, our colleague. I don't want to load him up on this because I know he can be <laughs> shy, you know. Like, I want to get <laughs> yeah. to one, one of these things. I haven't spoken to him in a while. I forgot calling. But I, it's, it feels as if when, so 2020 March, February, March, well, it, from 2019, December, we would have heard about something going on in China. And then you know what hits around 2020 March and I felt that you were well positioned at this point because I knew of its existence I, I, I thought about it and said well this would be a good opportunity for you and it seems as if to me based on what I see in the media things really did well during that time period no it was a terrible time and we're still in a terrible time but I, I really have to say that 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 MD link, quite frankly, was helpful in my estimation. Uh, speaking with my colleagues and so on. And yes. uh, would would you say that that you had some positive growth in that period? Yes, I would say definitely. I got a lot of positive growth. I think I was positioned in the best possible position I could possibly ever conceive or imagine or create in my mind and I say that to say that it did seem God sent and God positioning and it all seemed like God's work so I just went full on um, I say that to say for one at the end of coming down to the end of 2019 yeah. I was in the BVI. Wow. And something told me, you know what, Che, it's time to quit your high paying job and give this your all. Take up a low paying job, go back to Jamaica and give this your all. 
And I went home and I packed up about 11 suitcases. Wow. Quit my job. Called my boss, quit my job. Um, went in to see him. Told him that, hey, sorry about it, but I, I need to go back. Um, he asked me when. Told him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't even believe it. It felt so, you know, felt crazy, scary, risky, and but I didn't want to to be stuck in the BVI. A lot of different reasons. I didn't want to be stuck in the BVI. I wanted to follow my dream, and I left the next day. Wow. Luckily, I was staying at my my friend's place. So another doctor who went to school with me mm-hmm. and uh, from the BVI, of course. And, you know, I was like, hey, I got to go. He knew about everything that was going on in my life. He was like, you know, Godspeed. He, he knew what I was doing and what I wanted to do. So that was supporting. I, I went back to Jamaica, back at home, felt great to be home. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I called Jamaica home. Yes. And... Uh, I said, all right, it's time to get a job. I contacted a few people. Might have been you as well. You came in here in here at some point. Yes. And um I, I ended up again using my party promoter network to reach out to uh an influential doctor in Jamaica and he put me in contact with one of the private hospitals, um, Andrews, yeah. and I had a job. Yeah. So that was that. great. I could work on MD Link and I had a job, which was good enough to, you know, cover my bills. Uh, I need, needless to say, <laughs> so I'm just going to say, needless to say that um, have a, I had some great. money saved up right. from the BVI also. Yes, yes. So the basically the financial aspect of that could have been better, but yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> yes. definitely, yeah. it hit me hard when mm-hmm. you know further down the line I realized I was paying my employees more than I was getting paid as a doctor, but mm-hmm. that's a whole <laughs> different story and you know realization, mm-hmm. or not different, but later down the road. Um, so yeah, I was working in Andrews, and it was fun. Love being a doctor again, and I love that I could still I could push my company full on. Yeah. Um, then COVID nineteen hit. Everybody talking about this virus, this virus, and uh, I don't know what to think of it at the time. Well, we and can't... then I realized the perfect storm that it, that was coming for my platform Mm -hmm. and i was indeed well positioned so well positioned that the inter-american development bank reached out to me and said hey can you help the caribbean and i'm like yeah i can do that i'm the only one who can Mm -hmm. Um, and, and again that goes back to how well positioned the story went and it being god um Bestowed. So the media loved me mm-hmm. and they couldn't stop calling my phone, newspaper, radio, television. I was all over every morning show. Everyone was trying to interview me and get to know about this. See a doctor online. Are you mm-hmm. crazy? <laughs> um, platform. Yes. And uh, I found myself, I had to be confidence in the concept and of course the pandemic helped me to gain even more confidence Mm. um what happened next was was unexpected from the point of view that i was all over the media and my where i was employed realized that i wasn't just a gp working for them Mm. and uh, I was still on probation, so that was that. So in other words, oh dear, so the job went after that? 
Ja, man. Oh, dear. My word. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had to pray because I gave up my big job, yeah. come back here, and fall flat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pray. Oh. Again, I utilized my network, and I was able to get a job in, again, another perfect place. Yeah. I was positioned at a public entity because you can have your private and public in yes. Jamaica. Yes. I don't stress you too much about it. And, and yes, I was at the National Chess Hospital. And this was it didn't hit one? me that, that COVID was a respiratory. Um, <laughs> okay. It didn't register as yet, but I thought, you know, Chess Hospital, that's where they go to relax. <laughs> I think I went to Chess Hospital at the most intense well, definitely the most intense period that hospital has ever seen yeah. in its in, in yeah. its life, in its yes. in its career, in its standing since being built in Jamaica. Yes, maybe yeah. maybe at the height of it was built for well, as you know, for TB, TB. Uh, and long ago. Uh, and when we used to, but you're quite right, as you know, just to tell everybody this that. For us, it would be like vacation. We have chest rotation. Correct. I think we did six weeks and it was like sleeping every night. And Correct. We used to have colleagues to go out. And it's... Correct. So I thought this would be the perfect balance for me. I could dedicate myself to chess. I could dedicate myself to MD Link and everyone would be happy. Mm-hmm. Virus got worse and worse. And the the... The more intense virus got is the more intense my work at Chess Hospital got. And therefore, the more, and also the more intense my work at MD Link got. So I was literally just working 24 7. As soon as I got home, that's when MD Link work would start. And I, I couldn't stop, you know, I had to go straight and then just go to work the next day. So I started my, 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 my body started feeling drained and it was it was hectic. It was hectic. But again I was positioned in a place where I learned everything about the virus. I learned how to test for it, treat it, how to play with it, dance with it, swimming it, yes. you know, backstroking it, breathing it, yes. sleeping it. Yes. <laughs> And I remember, I remember people saying, is this virus real? Is this virus real? And all I could think is that every two hours, they're calling me to go pronounce someone at chess hospital where no one dies every night, every duty. There was no quiet duties. (laughs) And, you know, it was just draining. So even on duty nights, when I would try to do my MD link work, I had to go back to chess and, you know, yeah. Try so, to keep this person breathing or pronounce them. Yes, you know, Chair, really, I was talking to somebody about this up to this week, I believe, that when people, you have to understand, because, you know, I still wear the mask and everybody's maskless. And and uh, I was just telling them, uh, there's something that's very impressive to me, even though I, I work privately, I would hear from my colleagues like yourselves in hospital, really, really challenging things, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, as a GP, you get a lot of cough and cold. So I would even, and we do, I, used to do, I still do the testing at my office. And really, I would get my fair share of positives. So I just, it's something very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is, so when we come across, I always wonder if, how we came across, especially with the message of the vaccine was a bit heavy handed. But I guess right. we, could, we can ask, uh, I should ask you, how we feel we did well, your contact was in this country, so how do you think we handled uh, COVID and what could have been better or worse? Uh, anything you saw? Any thoughts at all? I've been asking everybody this, so I'd love oh, to hear what you think. It's an interesting question. Um, that That's a hard question. COVID, mm-hmm. no one knew what was. At, at, I reached a point where you know, the news is going to change tomorrow. They're going to tell us new symptoms of COVID tomorrow. They're going to tell us new medication yesterday. And no one really knew. So it's hard to blame 
or, or, or point fingers on how the management was done, but could it have been done any better? Hmm. It's hard because you didn't get all the information, but if you're using a retrospect vision where you have all the information at hand, you know how to handle this virus, definitely it could have been handled better. If you had the knowledge that does this vaccine work or not, it would it could have been handled a lot better. Um, but we didn't have any of that information. Is there any point where I said where I saw that it went wrong? Um, the borders could have been controlled a bit more. That's 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 what I would say. Um, we could have had better public healthcare, mm. of course, public healthcare systems, public hospitals. Um, you know, we shouldn't have to be building or converting wards into COVID wards, that sort of thing. But that comes down to the economy and finance and, mm. you know, paying doctors and yeah, all, all of that. Um, yeah, so I, I Cayman Islands, they, yeah. they locked down entirely. They mm. didn't experience the pandemic. And then they vaccinated everyone before opening back up. One could say that was the best way to handle it. Yes. But they were the only territory that handled it the best. Yes, it, it really is such a challenge. That's why I ask everybody what they think. Because, you know, I during that time, I suppose, like everybody, I enjoyed my line in the government. But really and truly, it's like it was really an unknown issue. And thinking about it i would tell everybody the public health spend i just thought that all these ads and digital media the things that you're well acquainted with i just wanted that spend because it was a heavy spend in my just looking where i sit i just wonder if that could have been spent on the, the medical personnel and they, oh, you know if you I could would have, say definitely and that or, i i, I on the doctors, you mean paying the doctors? That's the what doctors, you mean. the nurses, the techs, the whoever else, the support. The yes and no, because public health awareness was definitely needed in Jamaica land we love, where yes. everyone knows medicine better than the doctors. Yes. And everyone is yes. strong in their decision. Of ignorance. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I agree with that. It's just that the impact in terms of the uptake of the vaccine, to use that as, which I don't know if that's a good metric to use. That was one of the objectives of the campaign. If you're looking at it, I must admit, I never thought of... Well, it was also, you know, wear your mask and COVID is real. and Exactly. General you, I mean, awareness. I saw Jamaicans wearing masks. I, I couldn't believe they got them to do it. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche. I think I got I got it there. Yeah, you got me right there. That's that's yeah, great. you know. Yes. They so, were listening. And yeah. when I, I speak about the general population, you know, they were able to I I was impressed with that that I was in the heat of the the virus. But to your point on paying the doctors, I am always for paying the doctors as we are the most underpaid doctors and i don't think i have received my my covid um chess hospital bonus or oh, oh that's right you got the extra you get some sessional you get some sessional pay correct correct oh, correct yeah. so i think i got some i know i didn't get all so um I... and yeah definitely it would have been nice to have a few extra doctors at the hospital in a pandemic. So These are the all... spend could have they could have found a spend to put towards paying doctors. I would say yes. We didn't have the infrastructure, but at least we could have had the manpower. Right. But but it it's it's to your point about this is also the retrospective scope, you know. He and the thought that this was a very good use of resources and looking at it now i i would i would you would say no well you could have done it this way but they never knew so there's that yeah. and that can't be there was effort though 
And so uh, that's what I look at Definitely now. Definitely there it, was effort. It, so it's not like and they said where... Well, I have to commend the minister. Yeah. So on your on your podcast, Minister Tufton. Yes. I yes. was impressed. He had a lot of... That was some intense pressure, man, to, to, to every day for two years straight. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you, you follow... Your tools, you have to be at your best. And I, I think... He really rose to the occasion, and that is me comparing him to other healthcare ministers in the region that you know I am familiar with. And yeah, that's just a, my personal opinion on that matter. So I'm not a big social media guy, but they say Jamaican Twitter is a beast. So I mean, Correct. his mentions must have been going crazy <laughs> during that time because Correct. in my little viewpoint. It's like, you know, I would sometimes I would just take a break. And the, because... the, the thing about COVID is it's 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 I guess it's like politics, eh? Half yes. half of the people on one side, half of the people on the next. Yeah. And you just have to deal with it. Meaning any move you make, the other half gonna gonna have a problem and 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 and, and more or less cuss you off, you know what you're doing. Mm. That sort of thing. Yes, it it and to speak about social media here, Chair, and uh, I know we have to we have to wind on soon, but the <laughs> whole your experience with it and you've seen it basically through various lenses, as I said, through your party business, through a more professional or through your other venture, through medicine and MD Link, and the 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 fact that, for lack of better words the these viral posts and which sometimes really were grossly inaccurate and us medically not trying not to be too negative here as it pertains to in covid and the sensational yeah it was, it was insane it's a very interesting thing was occurring because i never knew i used to tell people that Medical people are just like anybody else. They they seem to want and crave attention because I can't think of why you would be seeing some of this stuff. I just said I get asked some very far out things, and then the person said, "Well, I trained at so and so and so in North America, for example." And I said, "Well, you can." I just tell people you can just check CDC and WHO website, you know, if you right. want to hear how we feel about it. But what I was asking is. Being with your contact with social media, is there any way for us to stem that or to point people to to these more accurate sources of information? I mean, do you have any ideas as it pertains to that, or because it's it's this seems like a very big problem? I mean, it's my opinion. Yeah. Um... It is a big problem, the problem of misinformation and sensationalism and mm -hmm. the need to post whatever you see quickly even before you verify it. And I mean, I know Twitter tried to put in some new code in to prevent it in that they, they stopped you from reposting something about COVID and asked you, are you sure this is, can you verify that this is a fact? Are you sure you want to repost this? And that was interesting, but... I mean, what can be done on social media? The only thing is to have your trusted sources. And I mean, during the pandemic, I would say that was the minister's page and the Ministry of Health's page. Apart from that, you have to hope for the best. It's just signs of the times. Yes. It's hard to control. I would say impossible to control. Excellent. Well, I know it's getting late, so I just want to talk about one or two other things here. You are expanding. You, we had some discussion about, are you allowed to talk about the lab that you're involved with and that new venture? Sure. Right. And sure. I, I, maybe you could talk about that. And I noticed that, I don't know if it's you, or are you involved in any of these drive-through clinics? Because it has a kind of look like or uh, yes, Correct. no. Okay, because <laughs> I see it. it really has a look. I was looking for a signage, but I never really saw it. So maybe, maybe I'll. No, that see one it. isn't mine. Oh, so that you... is the challenge faced as a innovator. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. 
what I would say, just to bring up to speed, the pandemic hit, um, patients needed a service, doctors started believing in the service, the platform grew tremendously, the amount of appointments and users grew tremendously, and then we went into COVID testing, and I would say I was one of the first people to bring COVID testing into the nation, even before the Ministry of Health um, started testing anyway. I was doing it, and uh, I was actually doing it out of a parking lot. And again, I utilized my network, party promoter, influencer, Mm. got the word out. I was the only one with the test. Mm. And uh, I was testing people in their cars because it made sense given the nature of the virus. And also I was you know, aware of how to manage COVID from living in COVID at work. Right. And uh, testing started doing well. I realized that it was going to take off tremendously. And, you know, we set up the drive-through clinic because it made sense on 160 at Old Hope Road. And that was probably the most successful move that we did. Because we made it a no-brainer, it was the most affordable, the fastest, the safest, the the most efficient, the most convenient, you know, no touch. And it was a no-brainer. Like, you can just drive, get tested, and go back home. Mm. And uh, it was tremendously successful. It helped to grow the platform even more. And uh, I would say we, we scaled through the nation and uh, we were definitely the leading COVID testing company in Kingston, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will also say that I was able to help the ministry from the point of view that there were no PCR machines on Ireland, mm-hmm. um, except for Carrigen and the National Public Health Lab. And as you can imagine, they quickly became saturated as PCR was the first available test. Then they came out with the antigen. Um, And uh, I say that to say that I I built another connection in America and I was able to send samples to a lab in America and help out the nation in that regard until the other labs were able to come on their PCR machines. Um, That being said, I got really familiar with testing. I love the, the, I would say the industry. I was able to connect it back to my app platform, you know, and make it digital, modernize it. And so I, I was always thinking about how to get into the lab world. Mm-hmm. Turns out the owner of the drive through um, land that I was renting, mm-hmm. he asked me what I was trying to do. I told him, hey, I, I might have to transform this into a medical lab after coronavirus. And mm-hmm. he asked me if I wanted to buy a lab, <laughs> Janak accredited. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Well, Again, story. keeping in line with God's plan. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is a story. There are a lot there is a lot more to this story that mm-hmm. is mind blowing, yes. but I can't really tell you on yes, yes, yes. this we'll media. Yes, tell yes. you in person. Yes, no problem. All the politics and the the colleagues and the the competition and mm-hmm. this exciting journey. Mm-hmm. But um Yes, we have acquired Fleet Diagnostics Lab, which is a Janak-accredited lab, one of the four private Janak-accredited labs in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're excited to grow it and scale it just like we did COVID testing and continue to 
I like to use the word revolutionize or modernize healthcare in Jamaica from both the lab testing, from a digital health aspect, from the testing aspect, and a few more aspects as we head down the line. Everyone keeps asking if we're going to go public. Yes. Most definitely we will be going public because the company is for the public. It's for the people. Yes. Um, it's for the doctors as well in that we are positioning the brand as MD Link. Precisely that. Mm-hmm. A link for the MDs. Yes. In that, we will be providing more and more services that actually help the doctor grow his practice, get make more money, more convenience, modernize that direction. Um, we want to position telemedicine so that doctors are more willing to work with the brand versus see it as a competitor. So we're going to be white labeling the platforms and such if they don't want the MDLink brand, then no problem. If you need telemedicine, we can connect you to patients in Trinidad and grow your practice. Um, lab testing, again, that's an add-on feature for a doctor. So mm-hmm. it's a service that benefits a doctor. And we have a lot more interesting concepts that Jamaica has not seen in the pipeline, mm-hmm. which, again, should continue to open up the industry excellent i think we're gonna have to save that for the part two 